so so Kevin, tell tell us about your childhood. It was filled with sighs and sorrow. <laughs> uh, Devin, how are you yeah. doing, sir? What's up, bro? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I, I tweaked my back, working out today, playing basketball. Getting old is tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, can't, we can't do the things we used to do anymore. I'm starting no, to figure it out. We can't do the things we used to do, and maybe neither can the movies that we used to watch either. Allow myself to introduce myself because this uh, week we watched the mask Ooh, somebody stop me and let me ask you something Devin. who is this movie for i gotta say the children the children the kids the kids. what children i yeah, you know is man it? pre prepubescent post i don't know toddlers that are fascinated by violence but don't realize the real world implications of violence yet and how it affects people. They just, they, they, they're, they're, they're there for the spectacle. And I think Jim Carrey was the perfect vehicle for that spectacle. So these are the children that they, they see a mob boss get shot several times to death. And they think that's hilarious. I'm yeah. And also that's hilarious. Look at that dude's ponytail. That was the biggest struggle I had for this movie. I just felt like it, the tone was trying to live in like two spaces at once where it's trying to be this sort of adult, like dark comic action movie. And then it's also trying to be this slapstick kid friendly film. And it doesn't really get there with either. It is. It has good moments. The, yeah. uh, the dog, What's his name? Milo. The dog Milo will forever go down in my mind. The best performance by an animal. Forget Snowy and Tintin. It's all about Milo. Old Yeller. Old who? Put that dog down. Who? I mean, when he was taking those keys off that guard, it's like he knew. It's like he knew. The cheese. How does a dog know that keys right with cheese? I don't. (laughs) That dog knew somehow. Like the lieutenant said, my dog. <laughs> so what did you like about this movie? <laughs> uh, I liked I, I, the things that stuck out to me were probably the music cues, which is crazy. Like, like the, the slapsticky. No, the score. Of oh, the OK. Like, I've I, never I, I, heard I, I, a, a score of a movie like 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 this before or since. You know, it's, it's like kind of jazzy. It's moody. It it's kind of sounds like a noir film. But my favorite part was probably the cowboy death scene at the Coco Bongo Club. When he gets the when he gets the fake Academy Award. Yeah, and he coughs and it's like all muffled and like he gets <laughs> the, the La La Land. He gets the La La Land Academy Award. <laughs> Didn't really get it. We lost, by the way. One thing that I knew was coming that definitely lived up to my memory was Cameron Diaz. She looks just ever so slightly like a different person. Like she never quite oh. looked the same in another movie as she does in this movie. They really uh the <laughs> they really went all out for went all out for her 
each and every one of her entrances. She never just showed up in the scene. Mm. It was always just like. Yeah, full noir from what you were saying before. <laughs> She's the lady with the the big hat and the cigarette coming in to seduce the bond salesman. Yeah. For me, like I thought that the worst parts of this movie were all the parts with the mask. Uh, anytime Jim Carrey showed up as the mask, I thought that it was off-putting. It was weirdly violent. It was... It was strange to me how everybody in the movie acted as though what he was doing wasn't incredibly weird and insane. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a guy who, first of all, looks totally crazy. And just that alone, people will be like, what the, who the fuck is this? But then Man, he's look at his literally teeth. bouncing off the walls. He can't be shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doing all of these impossible things. But yeah, I think I think uh, they're trying to pick up on how Bugs Bunny always found a way to elude his captors through charm and song and dance and everything seemed normal up until the moment he got the better of him. And as soon as the mask got away, everyone was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, like he the thugs that were trying to get him in the alley, they just stopped and waited for their balloon animals. And then like, oh, shit, it's a Tommy gun. All right. We should probably run now is a real threat um but did his appearances just kind of take you out of the movie or do you just wish it it just didn't fit you feel like i just felt like they didn't make it work i just thought you know pick a tone first of all either make this like a kid's movie or make it you know bigger and darker and more feel more gritty or real or whatever you want to say um, I definitely agree with you that they were trying to go with old timey cartoon vibe. I mean, they show that wolf character. I don't know. Tex Avery. Yeah, Tex, Tex Avery, Avery cartoon character. Which, I mean, I know that Stanley Ipkiss is supposed <laughs> to be a really sympathetic, personal character, but you're you're modeling your life out of like one of the most objectifying <laughs> sexist cartoons the whole point of that wolf is that he's like a gross lascivious predator and you're yeah. like oh man if i if i had a backbone that's who i would be i'm just a hopeless romantic i guess <laughs> well to your point then i think with excluding the mask another one of my favorite parts of this movie or probably my favorite scenes in this movie were the mafia scenes like dorian and and the bank Heist, like I want to see a heist movie set in Edge City with that same soundtrack, with that same swing vibe. I think that would be cool. I loved Dorian. Dorian, I think, is a good actor. I've only ever seen him in this and as Zed in Pulp Fiction. I was gonna say Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he left us too soon in both films. Yeah. <laughs> I love that this took place in Edge City. I love a good fictional city. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's part and parcel with the comic book origins of this, which explains the violence because this was originally like a, it, its origin from a very violent, dark comic book, and mm. 
I guess that it was originally going to be released as a horror movie way back when it got put in development hell. And then the director who ended up making the movie was put off by the violence. And so they, I guess they tried to tone it down, make it a little more silly. And then we got what we got. Uh, I think Jim Carrey comes in here and, you know, I, I honestly thought he was best. The story was, I thought the story was best when he was just being Stanley Ipkiss, when mm. everything was PG noir vibe. Yeah. And for me, the best, one of the best parts of the movie was the twist of the reporter oh. being a bad guy. I forgot about that. I, I had no I idea was, that was coming. I got hurt. Like I remember that there being a scene where she said that she didn't like him. And I guess that's what I registered that moment as, as a kid. But then I forgot that she just double crossed his ass for 50 grand. And <laughs> yeah, damn. She, yeah, she got him. And she oh, never gets her comeuppance. She I just know. gets that 50 grand and walks off on into the sunset. She goes back to work the next day. That's not even yeah. enough to retire on. She's like, all right, let me just hand this dude over to these thugs real quick. There's never any button at the end where the mask is getting some payback or she gets embarrassed at work or anything. She just gets off scot-free. Hey, forget it, Jake. It's Edge City. <sighs> you know what I didn't like? No. Tell me. The scenes, the scenes with his friend. Oh, creepy, uh, creepy bank worker friend? Need a pack of cigarettes? Which friend, sir? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't smoke. But for you, I would shoot the Surgeon General. Yeah, I forgot that's his name. One in the same? Oh, no, like that's him. his name in the credits. His creepy, creepy bank, worker, bank friend. worker friend. Don't like him. Hold the phone. Killer at three o'clock. Didn't like him. I didn't. I don't even think I liked him as a kid. I was like, man, some, some, something about this guy. He's, like he's irrepressibly horny. Every woman that comes into the film, uh, I believe there's two women in the entire movie. Um, and he's very interested in both. Of, oh no, I'm sorry. There's three because there's the, there's the busybody landlady. Oh uh, yeah. The unpleasant this is, landlady. This is Freeman or Peeman. Yeah. Then he goes out to the club. He doesn't even, when they're walking in, it's not even like he sees Jim Carrey doesn't get in and he's like, sorry, buddy, I can't stick my neck out for you. It's just like, he just doesn't even, he for, immediately forgets he exists. Yeah. Cold. Uh, and then at the then at the end of the movie, uh, he's just in a suit with a gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> the so cops that's... come in and he has a gun. <laughs> Arrest these men! I helped. Yeah, and that that was the one thing where I will tip my cat some sanity being let back into the movie. He comes into the scene. He's leading the police. He is not a police officer in any way. Is he a, a, a officer of the law? And he has a gun in his hand. He's like, "Arrest these men." And then the detective comes in and takes the gun away with this look on his face, like, what the hell are you doing? Which I can't help but think the actor, like the police officer, or maybe that actor playing that guy themselves being like, what is, what is this? How could it, how could yeah. it, this might be edge city, but we have our limits. This is not over the edge city. And scene. Thank yeah. you for joining us, everybody. I didn't think it could get better, but it just got better. folks. <laughs> Should we say what this movie, like, do a synopsis of the movie? Um, I don't think Yeah, Jim it. Carrey's a loser. He finds yeah. a magical mask in the river. Right. It's almost a little bit like a It's a Wonderful Life moment.
water. He's going to like rescue somebody in the water and he gets down there and it's um, yeah. the thing that's going to rescue him. Uh, but yeah, then he gets turned into the mask. It's like mask kind of somehow possessed with the spirit of the Norse, the Norse deity, Loki, the God of mischief. Yes. yes Thomas, uh, Thomas Hiddleston, Thomas Hiddleston, uh, gets, uh, transported into the body of Jim Carrey. And oh man, is that a weird mix? Green face, oh, yeah, yellow yeah. suit, big bad voodoo daddy coming through the speakers. Guy stumbles onto a powerful mask that gives him the ability to do anything and everything. And then he becomes the most wanted man by both the police and the women and the gangsters. And the gangsters steal the mask. And then the head gangster, Dorian, AKA Zed, gets the mask. And then he gets a huge head physically. And uh, he shoots bullets out of his mouth to his mob boss boss with the <laughs> male pattern baldness ponytail. Then Stanley Ipkiss gets the mask back. He gets the mask. He gets the girl. He throws the mask away. He keeps the girl. And in the end. Yeah. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. Mm. The mask. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> All, right. All right. Devin, did you... Did the mask ruin your childhood? No. It didn't ruin my childhood. You find a a way to love everything. (laughs) I I do, man. It's like that family member that just, it comes to, you know, it's Thanksgiving. You're like, oh, shit. But I remember he took me to the zoo that one time as a kid. So I love him. I, I will give my answer now. This ruined my childhood. I was really disappointed by this movie. And the thing that pushed it over the edge for me wasn't that it wasn't as good as I remembered it would be, or it wasn't as funny, or, you know, the special effects weren't as good. It was that it was off-putting. I just found Mm. the violence mixed with the kids' movie vibe to really be off-putting. And I couldn't get over the fact that if I had watched this, I didn't see it I the first time until I was probably, you know, 14 or 15. But if I had seen this when I was like six, six or seven, I, I would have found it scary. I would not have liked the mass character. And this character was a really popular children's toy. I remember there being a lot yeah. of mask action figure merchandise. Cartoons and video Yeah, there game. was a cartoon. Okay. Yes, dare to wear the mask. Man, well, I mean, listen, I was disappointed in it too. I can say I was disappointed in the acting. Uh, some of the jokes do not hold up at all. That whole scene in the park with him and Cameron Diaz, him being a creeper, the mask, like pr- pretty much Pepe Le Pewing her and like just yeah, chasing yeah. her down while she's trying to get get away. That was like uh that was a little uh, creepy and sketchy. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I uh, remember. I remembered watching that scene. Saying, "Yeah, uh, Pepe Le Pew. If there is one character to idolize in 2020, he is not it." Yes, is <laughs> not it, Chief. It didn't help my childhood, <laughs> but it didn't ruin it. This didn't help you reconnect with any long lost <laughs> relatives. No, no. Bonding over the mask. No, I'll see it. Once every couple of years, like I, like I normally do. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's the show. 
Comment, like, subscribe. Tell us what we screwed up in the backstory. I think next week we're going to be trying out a, a show that I don't think Devin's ever seen. Nice. Return to Oz. Is it as terrifying as I remember? I cannot wait to find out. I have not seen it in, oh, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Uh, Find out with both of us next week on I Ruined My Childhood. Peace. Peace.